0: Okay, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Uh, we're taking a short break from the Sermon on the Mount here for, t- for today. We'll get back into it next Sunday. Uh, as uh, Pastor Liz said, Pastor Andy uh, will be preaching uh, next week on prayer, actually. And, you know, Sid does a great job at kind of pinging me a little bit to make sure that she's got a theme ahead of time so she can make a graphic. And so she had asked me months ago, probably in October, maybe sooner, uh, but she was saying, hey, you know, what is this theme for Christmas? What is this, what's on your heart? What do you want to share during this Christmas season? You know, what is this all about? And as you know, throughout the year, we've been talking about miracles. We've been talking about there was a, that God gave us the word that there'd be a summer of miracles, And we were just seeing things happen over and over, small miracles, big miracles, all types of miracles happening. And then the word in the fall was like, hey, just because summer's over doesn't mean that God's miraculous power is going to stop come September 1st because all the kids go back to school. In fact, we probably need more miracles, you know, when they're back to school of supernatural blessing and protection and all that stuff that's going on. And we just had been praying and believing God for miracles and how many in this room by the raise your hand seen God move in some miraculous way either big or small in 2023 guys look around just look around for a second come on don't we serve an amazing good God and I think we think of a miracle as being and we're going to talk about the miracle of Jesus but we think of this miracle as being so this huge thing but God works miraculously even in the small things He moves, and I would bet you that every one of you that raised your hand, I bet you there was probably six or seven other miracles that God did on your behalf that you don't even know about. Come on, church. Miracle after miracle that you don't even know about. He supernaturally moved something out of your way, and you didn't even have to realize it or encounter it. And when I wake up in this morning, when we wake up this morning, all this season of Advent, I just thank him and praise him for his miraculous, working, moving power in my life because he cares for me. And I'm telling you right now, as I'm preaching, it's not even in my notes, I know that God has done a miracle in every single one of your lives and you don't even know that it happened. You don't even know that it happened. And so I just want to encourage us this morning to understand that God is a miracle-working God, and that He cares for you, so much so that He sent His Son, the most amazing miracle of all miracles. I'm going to read this, this scripture out of Luke chapter 1, verse 3, starting in verse 35. It says, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Then verse 34, I want to park here just for a minute. For with God, nothing. Church, for with God, nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. The impossible things that we face in our life when we cast those things to the Lord, when he works on them, for him nothing is impossible. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all creation. And I don't have these up here, but the New Living Translation says this, for God can do all things. It's like, okay, I like that. Nothing is impossible, God can do all things. And then the NIV version says this, I don't normally quote the NIV But this one, I believe, is so appropriate and so well translated for this scripture. It says, no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. And this scripture is in context of baby Jesus and then his cousin John coming to be born. It's in in this context of birth of birth is miraculous in and of itself, but this birth from the conceived from the Holy Spirit, is this miraculous thing, but it was foretold over and over and over again all through the Old testament. can you Can you just put your mind around just for a second, hundreds of years prior? Written by different authors in different countries all over the globe, all predicted that one man would fulfill all of these scriptures. Impossible. Impossible, but God. Because no word from God will ever fail. So the words that he gave that were penned in scripture in the Old Testament all are pointing to this one event, this one person, this one miraculous thing that was going to happen and it's Jesus coming as a baby. Not one of those words failed. Not one of those fail, which is why we can trust in the scriptures, why we can trust the word, why the word was and is before the beginning, why they say that Jesus is the word, and the word became flesh, because Jesus was around from the beginning. Jesus was around from the beginning. The miraculous part is that he left heaven and came to earth. Miracles. The probability of one man fulfilling all these prophecies is impossible. It's not you can't even wrap your head around it. I'm going to read a couple of them. I'll read a few here this morning. I'm going to read a couple uh, this evening. But these are verses, and I'm not going to give you every chapter and verse, but they're in there. A lot of them are in Isaiah and other places in the Old Testament. But all these are specific things that God spoke to a prophet hundreds of years before that were going to happen when Jesus came to this earth, like specific things. They're not like oh, you know, someone's coming. Like specific. It, and here's one of them. David's offspring will have an eternal kingdom. He's calling out the family tree, the family line of wh- how Jesus is gonna come and what family line he's gonna come for. And then we read the one in Isaiah, which is like, okay, this one just solves all of it. It's in, this is impossible. A virgin will give birth. Okay, stop there. We don't even have to go any further. That's impossible. Only God can do that. A virgin will give birth. And it says then there's another another prophecy. It says the Messiah will end up in Egypt. How does one know that? But God is prophesying it. And no word from God will ever fail. Why? Because with God nothing is impossible. And so all of these prophetic words, it says Christ's ministry will begin in Galilee. It says specifically he'll be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Come on that happened. Come on. Like somebody wrote that hundreds of years like the specific number. It's like, you know, some in your bank account, you will have like to the penny, you're like, "Wow. I can't believe this." But this is God prophesying about his son Jesus that will come. And so this back to this Isaiah 7:14. You know, this virgin will give birth and they will call him Emmanuel. They will be conceived, she'll bear a son and his name will call Emmanuel, which is God with us. This baby being born by a virgin, impossible. But God. So miracle, so this is a miracle from heaven. So what is a miracle? I have a definition of a miracle. I didn't make this up. This was just a quick Google search. Didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I like this definition. Read this with me here. It's a surprising And welcome event. How about that? A miracle is, whoa, surprising, but it's welcome. The baby's welcome, yeah? Event that cannot be explained, you cannot explain this by natural or scientific laws, right? Gravity, a law, I jump off, I go down, right? Right? These are things that people try to explain all the time. Well, you know, what about this? Well, what about that? What about this? And there's all these theories and laws and science. And how many of you know that over and over and over, science ends up proving the Bible correct? It just continues to happen. So I'm good with that. So keep trying, because you keep proving the Bible is correct. So all of that, the, the natural or scientific laws, and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Now, this was Google talking, But we know who the divine agency is. We know there is one God, one true God. And he is our king and he is our savior. And we worship him. So this miracle, this supernatural event. I love the word the supernatural. It's God's super on our natural. It's his super on top of our natural. Only God's involvement can make a miracle happen. And you all raised your hands about miracles that were happening. We've told this story before, but Pastor Liz was driving on Tannery Road, I believe is the story, in the midst of a snowstorm, and it's not snowing out there today. I know some people are a little sad about no snow on Christmas. Quite honestly, I'm just just happy to have church services on Christmas Eve. You're lucky we don't have five church services today. I'm still reeling from last year's cancellation. Still struggling. Until tonight is over, church, I will be talking about Last Christmas Eve. Okay, we're going to get through that. Anyway, but the snowstorm is happening and she's in the car in a minivan with a bunch of the kids. She's driving to a friend's house and the, and the car just begins to slide all over the road. This way, backwards, going off into a ditch. And the words that were used were what? Jesus. 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 And the miraculous working power of God, of our Lord and Savior, of Jesus, stop that car immediately. I mean, there's no scientific or, ne- like, wait a second. So, the lo- so maybe you probably, like, you know, maybe some gravel snuck underneath your, you know, your tires and begin to make it, or maybe it's, you know, the anti-lock braking systems are really advanced now, and maybe it was that that really began to stop. No! It was nothing, only God everything else impossible that's a miracle from heaven, a divine intervention from the Lord. And this birth, this baby, is this divine intervention, it's God's perfect plan established from the beginning of time. Established from the beginning, he knew what was going to happen. He knew Adam Adam and Eve were going to sin. He knew the whole story, and the whole story of redemption was built from the very beginning. Because Jesus was here. Jesus was there from the very beginning. And so this whole plan of redemption over and over and over was all about God sending to earth his son for us. So the miracle of Christmas, here's what I want us to get this morning. The miracle of Christmas paves the way for more miracles. Y'all just raised your hand in here saying that God did a miraculous work in your life in 2023. Y'all raised your hand. Well, the only reason why you raised your hand is because God and his miraculous power from the very beginning and then sending Jesus and his death and his resurrection on on defeating the grave, all of that paves the way for additional miracles in our lives. And that's what I'm so thankful for this Christmas. Is that not only that Jesus came, but then he came and he opened up the door for the miraculous in every area of my life. You know, when the birth of a baby, when there's a birth of a baby, there's new life coming into a family. And what Jesus, how many of you know there's benefits, there's benefits of being in a family? My kids have benefits from being in our family. But Jesus' birth paved the way so that you and I can be part of God's family. His birth on this earth from a virgin paved the way, a sinless life paved the way so that all of us sitting in here, everyone watching online, everyone listening to this message can be part of God's family. It's a gift that he gave us, but it's a choice that we have to make. Ultimately, it's a choice that we have to make. In fact, every gift that's given to you, whenever it's given, it's a choice you have to make. You don't have to receive the gift. Somebody could give you, a, you know, sometimes the best ones are in a small package. Maybe somebody brings you a gift. A random person in the middle of nowhere gives you, you're like, mm-mm, I don't know what's in there. But God has presented a gift to us. Through his son, through Jesus, through his resurrection, through his life, a gift for us to receive. And this gift has benefits. It's like, you know, how many of you know, like, when there's a gift and you know or you think you know my, what, what's in there? As a kid, how many of you ripped that paper off a little bit faster? Right? Because you're just like, the anticipation. Like, I know what this is. This is that Matchbox car I've been waiting for. This, I'm just taking my own personal life, okay? Or the G.I. Joe character. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself here a little bit. But it was, it, or the new Nintendo maybe that, you know, you're like, I know what this is. And you just you see kids do this on a Christmas morning, right? They start ripping this gift open as fast as they're throwing paper. It looks like something's blowing up inside the room. But shouldn't we also be that excited to see what God's gift is to us? This gift of Jesus, and he paves the way for the miraculous. I want to I tear those gifts open. I want every one of those gifts. I don't want to leave any of them underneath the Christmas tree. Like, Eh, you know, I got enough gifts. I don't want that one, even though my name's on it. I want all the gifts all the gifts don't we like getting gifts I love the gifts so this Jesus coming to earth provides this paves this way for us to be a part of God's family and it comes it's it's family with benefits miraculous benefits like what we get to live with God forever for all of eternity come on can I get an amen can we get a shout of praise God for that Man, we get to live for eternity no matter what happens on this earth. And there's pain and there's challenges and suffering and all these things on this earth. But we get to be with him forever in eternity. Like that's a happy dance move right there. Right? I feel like a happy dance on that one. Come on. We get to do that. We get to be with, with him forever when we receive the gift of Jesus. We say, Jesus, I receive you. The gift that you have given, I receive that. But then in John 10.10 10, it says this, it says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy, but then Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That means there's benefits on this earth. It doesn't mean like, oh, I just got to get to heaven, I can't wait till I get to heaven, Like if that's how we all were acting each and every day, I get it, sometimes life can be difficult. But what Jesus is speaking of here, what the miraculous birth did is it paved the way for us to live a supernatural, miraculous, abundant life on this earth. While we're waiting for eternity to start for us. In fact, it's already started. Eternity has already started. We're in it. We just happen to be here on this earth right now. We're already in it. So it paves the way for salvation, redemption, restoration. It paves the way for all of these things. And so now I got four of these, four things that Jesus paved the way for, miraculous things. And I want to look at these four things. And it's interesting that every one of them was prophetically prophesied before Jesus was born. Every one of them. And it's the four main words that we use and we we talk about at Advent season of the four weeks leading up to Advent. These are four things that are miraculously ours and able to be just supernaturally given. Beyond our understanding, beyond our abilities, beyond any natural or scientific law, beyond all of it, Jesus paves the way for these things for our life. How many want to know what they are? How about, yeah, let's go. What are they? Let's go. Number one is going to be hope. Hope. Yeah, not a new car. Everyone's like, man, is it going to be a new car? Is it a million bucks? What is it? What did Jesus pave the way for? He paved the way for hope. Listen to this. And I don't have the scripture, but I'll read it. Isaiah 25, starting in verse 8, says, He will swallow up death forever. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all the faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Jesus provides an ability, and it's even prophesied before he came, for us to have hope in this earth, on this earth, in this life. He paved the way for hope. The next one, peace. Mm. Come on, church. Can we live with a little bit of hope and can we live with a little bit of peace? Peace. Even this afternoon, we got a service in the morning, we got a service in the evening. How could they schedule two on Sunday? I got presents to wrap. How am I going to get back here tonight? I got all these things to do. You want me to be at church for four hours on Sunday, Christmas Eve? Yeah, because guess what? God made a way for peace. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean you don't have a lot to do. Like, oh, wow, my whole to do list is completely done, and now I have peace. I've tried to live like that for a long time. A long time. I mean, ask my family. Oof. And I never would have peace because the to do list never ends. And all the moms said, Amen. Right? It's never ending. You don't get through the list. The laundry starts again, dinner comes again. All the things come. The to-do list never ends. So how can you have peace? It can't be by the natural way. It can't be by me searching for something in this world to grab a hold of, to get a hold of, like, I could just have peace if I could just get, you know, the right couch, with the right cup of tea, with the right ottoman. I'm going to try to balance on the edge of the steps. Everyone's going to get nervous. Right? That, and then I'll just have that peace. No, no, no. Only Jesus can bring the supernatural, miraculous peace, and we have to receive that gift from him. We have to let it all go and say, Jesus, I receive your peace. Look, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this. Again, a prophecy about Jesus before he even came. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The prince of it like I got this I'm the ruler of this thing I have the peace says Jesus the world doesn't have it you can't find it out there Jesus has the peace we have to invite him into our lives for the peace and then verse 7 says of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end There's no end of the peace available for us, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter which family party you have to get together tonight with and you're not looking forward to. Whatever it is in your life that's stirring and spinning around right now, invite Jesus into that specific situation and let him provide the peace that passes all understanding. There's no no massage, no shot of whiskey, nothing is going to do it. Except Jesus. Now, that was my temporarily help. But the true peace, true peace can only come from Him. Third one, joy. Come on. Joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive the King. Receive. We sing it all the time. We just sing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what are we doing? We're saying, hey, earth, hey, Jason, can we receive? The joy that is from him today, that can only come from him. Not the new iPhone. The new iPhone 15 is nothing but unjoy. The camera doesn't even work right. Literally. Look it up, it's horrible. Right, So it's like, I can't get joy from the new iPhone, I can't get joy from TikTok, I can't get joy from Instagram, I can only get joy from Jesus and Jesus alone. And how do I know it? Because it was prophesied and he came to fulfill all of those prophecies, because with God, no word will ever fail. So if he said it, it happened, and we can receive it as a gift. Joy, Isaiah 61 says this, Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, and oil for joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And what God is saying and what's being prophesied is that no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, and the holidays are specifically difficult for people because of lost loved ones, of broken relationships, a very, very difficult time. And we have to sit here and say, Lord, I need you in this situation. I need your joy. I can't create it. I can't make it up. I can't drink my way to it. I can't read my way to it. I can't Netflix my way to it. I can't. I need you, Jesus, for you are true joy, even in the midst of difficult situations. Then the fourth one is love. Hope, peace, joy, and love. I want us all to walk away with a sense of these four things that Jesus came to pave the way for us. In Isaiah 53, it says this. Gracie, if you want to come up. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You talk about love? To lay down one's life for somebody? That's what Jesus did for us. He bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Bow your heads with me this morning. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you are our peace, our joy, our hope, our love. We thank you, Jesus, for coming with a miraculous birth to pave the way for miraculous working in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. With everyone's head bowed and eyes still closed, you say, well, what do I do about this message, Pastor Jason? What am I supposed to do with this? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave as a gift his only begotten Son, That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you're here this morning, and you have made every attempt in 2023 to find any way to get these things other than Jesus, you're not alone. I'm with you. And we try and our flesh tries to find hope and peace and joy and love in any way possible. But this morning I want us to know that there is only one way for those things to supernaturally manifest in our life. There is only one way and it is Jesus. So with everyone's head bowed this morning, And eyes closed. If you say, Pastor Jason, on either account, whether I've never, maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And God is just moving on your heart this morning. Or maybe you just need to invite Jesus back into your life, into every area of your life. Just slip your hand up this morning say, Jesus, I just want you in every area of my life to bring the peace, the joy, the hope, and the love that I need. I'm not going to ask you to come up front. I see your hand. I see your hand. Oh, praise the Lord. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you see our hands raised. We, you see that we want today more of you in our lives. Jesus, we invite you into our life. We, con- we confess this morning that we have tried it on our own and we're done trying and we need you. We receive you, Jesus. We receive the gift that you give. Lord, we receive today the joy, the hope, the love and the peace that only you can bring. Jesus, we invite you in, and we thank you for your birth, your life, your sacrifice on the cross, and we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory today, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We have some group leaders that are going to be up at the front. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to take five minutes and come up front and speak to somebody who's up here and let them know that this was the first time you did that. If you need prayer for anything else in your life, maybe it's healing, just prayer for agreement, they'll be up here and they will pray with you. And I want to read this benediction this, <clears throat> this morning as we close. Out of Luke chapter 1, it's the very next verse after where we stop, where nothing is impossible with God. And it's Luke one thirty-eight. and I want us to leave with this being kind of our anthem cry for however long God, God does this for us. It says this, And then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. Church, let it be unto you according to the word. To the scriptures that we read, the peace, the hope, the joy, the love. Be it unto every one of us according to your word, Lord. Lord, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. Jesus, we worship you. We adore you. And Father, bless us as we go from this place. Bring us back safely tonight for the Christmas Eve service, Lord. And let us experience what can only be experienced through you. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Love you guys. We'll see you at 6 o'clock tonight.